episode three of the Fly Kids Show. This episode is the get up, get out, and get something episode. And today's guest is a um, is a woman who wears a few different hats. Some of you may know her, some of you may not. Native Washingtonian whose hand has gone beyond the city for quite some time. And her heart is much bigger than her height. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to y'all Angela Bird, or as she's more formally known, Bird. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have really too many people using my government, but you know you good, Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's not like it's, it's out not there. out there. It is. It it's is. not it's like it's not out there. Yeah. Don't if, don't call me Angela. Is when you see <laughs> yeah. me, you know it's Bird. That's what I said. More formally known <laughs> as Bird. You know, I put that out there. So, I if people were to ask me who Bird is or what Bird does, I would have to say that you are a creative consultant to the streets. What do <laughs> you think a, about that? That's a good title. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I, I feel like I do it all. I'm both a creator and innovator. Okay. And curator. So, yeah. Okay. So that's a real good title for it. All right. I'm, I'm getting good with making up these these titles, these uh, job descriptions for people. Yeah, you are. Uh, tell people how you got started in your work as a creative consultant. Um, well, it's like I, the inspiration, all of that. Well, I grew up in music, like ever since I was a kid. But how I really got into the industry, um, I started writing, um, and then I did an intern at Universal Music Group, and from there I worked with a group called Rock City. They, I, mean, I think they call themselves Planet Vi now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock City and First Simmons. Okay. And from there, after that, I came home and got with Lagreg. Well, I, I started doing my own stuff. I got it for free. I started that up. And I got with Greg, and we did BOA, and from BOA on and everything else. I mean, I've been a writer. I wrote for The Source, Yo Rap. So it's just, I've always been in it, you know, somehow, some way. But really writing, um, writing. Okay, because yeah. when I first met you, that's how I knew of you as a publicist. I got it for free, and you were still doing a lot of work with Verse Simmons and Rock City at the time. And... Before I ask, before I have you talk a little bit more about I Got It For Free, describe the, the rap scene in D.C. when you came home after college, after your internship, all of that. You know, what was the rap scene like here? Um, And what it, year was this? Oh, man, I, I came home 2007. So, but before then, it, you know, I mean, well, that was when I graduated, 2007. Uh-huh. So, but before then, it's like probably like 2002. It, it, it was, um... I can't say that it wasn't popping. It was growing. It, it's nothing like it what it is now. I think mm-hmm. it was more. We had the XOs out um, and and Elos, and and that was the time period where Oe Boys was just kind of dying down. Mm-hmm. Tone P was heating up because um, I was really messing with Tone P back then. Um, and Osanachi, um, Nike Boost was just coming out. So while they had really just kind of signed his deal to Interscope. That was the time. It was it was just the beginning of where we're at now. Okay. Um, but it was so many people before us. You know, like the circle. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just different people. You know what I'm saying? Like that did it way before us. You know. Okay. It's, yeah. So, 
that that was where the rap scene is it's different i can't say that it wasn't none because a lot of people would be like oh it wasn't nothing you know it wasn't popping but it was because you had black indian you had people like nonchalant um question mark asylum yeah question mark asylum you had uh, diamond district who was popping at the time so it wasn't on a, a national level, I'll say. You know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't as big as it is now uh, with that platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Tabby. So, I don't know. Like, it, it just was. You didn't have as many players in the game that people it's knew more, well. Well, it's more street rappers getting recognition. We got more hits coming out than what we had. But that's a, a, initially where it started. A lot of the rappers that I remember, even thinking about, I remember back in 2000, a freshman year at Howard. I'm walking down Georgia Avenue. I got right where up against the wall used to be, mm-hmm. and it was always guys out there selling bootlegs, selling mixtapes, whatever. And I got my hands on a Section Eight Mob uh, sampling tape. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that for me, aside from some of the other people you named, like Black Indian, Nonchalant, people like that, I always viewed. Okay, well, this is where the rap scene is. It's in the hoods. It's in the, it's in the hoods of D.C. It's in the streets. That's where it's all coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I feel the same way, too, because, like, I think as a child, one of the first posters that I seen was a Section 8 poster and was a black Indian poster. And mm-hmm. um, for the, he was screaming off the streets of D.C., and I was like, oh, this is lit. And then Oi Boys, they really had an effect on me because they had the streets. Like, I always like to say Oi Boys is what Glizzy Gang and the rest of these squads are now, you know what I'm saying? What they, the Oi Boys was back then, or what mm-hmm. they are now. Mm-hmm. Oi was kind of doing it first, and they still out there, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them, but yeah, they they really, it was because it was like everywhere they went. Like I wasn't even old enough to really like go with them, but I knew about them, and I was yeah. like, oh man, it's just like so for me, the rap scene, it wasn't popping pop. Like I always wanted the world to hear it, but yeah. for me, it's we always. Yeah, it, it, I've always followed the the culture and the music kids from go go to the bands to you know it's just it's just been heavy. So you see, you get on two thousand seven, you see where DC is with rap. I think at that time they may have still been calling this region the Middle East or or, or whatnot. They might have still been using that term. Right. You know, this is the precursor to DMV. Right. Which, uh, which is the one that stuck, right? But you go, you see that, and then I got it for free. Mm-hmm. How do you make that transition into I got it for free? Um, well, I got it for free started because of Universal. Okay. Like I was there and I was working with so many artists, and I was like, "Dang, man!" The one thing all these artists, they, like the record labels, had everything, but the one thing they paid the most for was marketing. So I was like, "Man." If I if I if I can make a service where I do marketing for free, like they pay us the cheapest price, like they still have to pay us, but it'd be like you know, hey, they pay us twelve thousand a whole year, and then we just go in for them, mm-hmm. cheaper than what they already paying for. I feel like you know, hey, I got it for free, like we could work out the deal. So that's really where it kind of started, um, <clears throat> as far as the idea. But before then, my brother, um, a good a good guy's name is Joseph Hamilton. He, he runs a studio called Tracknomics, and um. He had a mixtape called I Got It For Free, and he was telling me about all these people. Um, he was telling me about Angel. Uh, uh, what is her name? Angel. Angel uh, Lola Love. Angel Lola Love. Lola Monroe. Lola, I mean, not, not not Angel Lola Love. Angel. Uh, it's another rapper, Angel. Tall. Small. Look, look he, was, he was putting me on to a lot of different people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so we just took the mixtape, and I was like, man, this, this is something that we got to stick with. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we got it for free. We got the music for free, so we could pump it out. So, I mean, it just kind of went from there and just took off. And I just, you know, I've always been interested in educating people mm-hmm. and, and what I and what I learned, especially what I learned at Universal, because when I got there and working with Rock City, um, with Biddy, and I thought, man, hey, we rich. Like, I thought they was in there, and they had actually had a publishing deal and an artist deal. And they had got like their publishing deal for like maybe two fifty thousand, maybe five hundred. But I started learning the game, and it wasn't really like that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like they was signed to Akon, and it was just a lot more. Like I thought we was about to turn up, and they really showed me what it was. And so I got to see that, and I wanted to put people on. Okay. So yeah, okay, that's where I got it for free. Really, just started. Okay, okay. And when you were in college, you majored in marketing or public relations. Um, I majored in communications and a minor in graphic design. Okay. Okay. All right. That explains some things. Yeah. Yeah. That explains some things. I wanted to do music, but crazy, funny story. Um, I, I, I didn't know how to read music. And mm. so I had went up to Elizabeth City. Like, everybody wanted you to have, like, all these requirements. Like, I applied for Berkeley. I couldn't read music. Um, and in Elizabeth City, like you, you gotta, you gotta play. You know what I'm saying? You gotta play something and audition. I was like, man, forget this. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just go to communication. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They deny me in the music program. And I think, you know, coming from that school, as far as music, I think I've gotten more experience than half the people that have gone to that school, if not the most experienced in music. So I think I picked a better route. I mean, most colleges up until very recently didn't have a program or major as well defined as what you were probably seeking when you when you enrolled right you know what i mean in, t- in terms of like music business right you know outside of like a nyu or like you said a berkeley college of music or something like that most most colleges didn't have anything like that so you had to get creative and, yeah. and figure out like okay well i'm a major in this and then i'm gonna just work my way into this industry yeah and then and then like their requirement was like you get one credit per class and there's no way i was gonna do that shit so that was (laughs) (laughs) that was dead like (laughs) but i mean i got to work in radio and and i and i I used my skills from there and that was really how i broke into the universal um i had a friend but i was able to get interviews because artists want to do interviews and we Mm -hmm. was like college radio so back then it was easy. I was like, yo, but this jockey, WRBS, 89.9, come on through. Like, they like, yeah, we coming. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I had it on lock. So, I mean, it, it, it worked out. I didn't out. know you had a background in, in radio. Oh, most definitely, yeah. I, had, I was this jockey at school. I did a little bit at, at uh, WRBS, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Not a lot. Okay. All right. So, talk about your time with the board administration. Just in terms of, you know, how that connection came about and just what you brought to the table with that whole crew. Um, the board was was really organic. Like Hold um, on before we do that. Yeah. What was the board administration? Um, it was the greatest thing that never happened. Okay. <laughs> That's how I like to describe it. <laughs> You're gonna have to elaborate was, <laughs> on that. <laughs> it was um it it was a a, a group a, a music Hub. I can't even say music because we did a little bit of everything, but it was a hub that was started by LaGreg Harrison, mm-hmm. and they still definitely um, represent the name, but I think, you know, they got a a, a new thing now, the Legacy. Shout out to them. But okay. um, it was a it was a, a, a group of people um, 
intelligent minds that came together to do music and a bunch of other stuff. We had Black, Cobain, we had Wale as a client, we had Tierra Thomas, Fat Trail, um, a little bit, a stint with Light Show, we had the Slutty Boys. So we broke a lot of records, like um, No Secrets, mm-hmm. um, Black Cobain, we broke him, we broke Fat Trail, mm-hmm. broke Tierra, Wale, we worked on different projects. Um, but the board was de- definitely a hub, and is um, you see a lot of the board throughout, still throughout the city, you know what I'm saying, the influence of, of the board, and you definitely see the influence of, like, the leaders, like, you know, everybody is still definitely has an influence on the city, or everybody that was involved, so. Right, right. Um, But just to, just to go into, like, a little bit of the history and how I got involved, it, it was really G as a mastermind, like Greg Harrison, Um, he's, he's definitely a marketing genius, Um, and Muhammad, but I wanted to get Nuvo. And G yeah. was popping with Nouveau back I rem- then. I remember the Nouveau <laughs> yeah. functions. I do. The Nouveau functions. So I had showed up to R&B Live. I don't even know if you remember that. Oh, but <laughs> how can I forget R&B Live? Yeah, like that's, and so. R&B Live is like yeah. the one, if that was still happening, you could count yeah. me there every yeah. month. Yeah, and, and G doesn't do it as much. I mean, you see him do it now, but he is a genius at making something pop. And mm-hmm. so Nouveau was popping. And when I went to R&B Live, he had like the models. And I was like, oh. This shit is lit. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to get Nuvo at one of my events. And so I hit G and, you know, he was like, all right, cool. And so I told him what the show was for and he wasn't really hitting me back at first. Then he hit me back. He was like, yo, if you can get my artist on Black Cocaine. And I was like, I, well, I thought he said Black Cocaine. You know what I'm saying? That's what I thought Black's name was Black Cocaine. Okay. And I was like, all right, bet. So in exchange he for putting Black on, you know what I'm saying, um, which is Black's first hip-hop show, mm-hmm. I did a joint with, like, Luda's people came down, Def Jam came down, or whatever. Um, I put Black on. He gave me some bottles of Nouveau. I think he gave me, like, two cases, like, 20 bottles. It was lit. Yeah, so yeah. from there, he was like, man, he really liked what I did. And then we went from there. He came to school me from my house. And from there, we met on Channing Street off of 50 and Channing. I met with um, Trey, uh, Greg. Clay, you know what I'm saying, and Nari came a little bit, a little bit after him. Mm-hmm. We just decided he was like, "Yo, I'm doing this music thing. I want you to be behind it." And I was like, "Oh yeah." And so then he told me about Black Cobain, and I was like, "Man, I thought his name was Black Cocaine." But when <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, but he told me what in depth of what he was really trying to do with Black, because I had met Black on my show, and he killed it, and I liked yeah. Black. You yeah. know, I seen something in Black that everybody didn't see. Yeah. You know, so I was like, "Man, alright, this works." And then, I mean, G has a way of selling. I mean, he could probably sell you your draws, him and Muhammad. So I mean, and while they on you, so it's like, yeah, you know, it was, it was, um, it was, it was it. And so okay, so what was your role with with the board? Um, I did a little bit of everything, but it was really marketing. Um, okay. and everybody says PR, but it was more so marketing. Like I try to be, you know, everybody played their own role, but mine was more so marketing than PR. Okay. You know, I was just direct contact of helping get the media for the artists. Um, we did media days. We did a lot of different stuff. So I was really involved of helping break music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did everything, like putting together events. We did the Twitter. We did the social media because that was when social media was just popping. Yeah. I remember starting Trails page and Blacks pages, mm-hmm. um, running the boards, social media. Yeah. This is Instagram when he popping at first. You know what I'm saying? It started just, on Twitter. Basically, just Twitter. Yeah, we helped them build their followers. We got them to like 20,000. Um, okay. Just just helping them get shows, sponsorship. So I did everything. Everybody on that team put in a lot of work, you know, um, and 
everybody played their part, but that was my part. That was really my role. So when you see stuff like No Secrets, I hope that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember getting Trail and Black on their first media joint, which was with Angela Yee. Yeah. I was psyched. So I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so to come out swinging like that, that was like a blessing. I was like, oh, man. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I think, because I remember just even you and I in, the, in passing, had a conversation about you not necessarily wanting to be known as a publicist and just being just pigeonholed as that. Yeah. But I think people just got stuck on that because that's what you came out as, like PR, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think at that time you started rebranding yourself as a marketer without necessarily coming out and saying, I'm a marketer. Yeah. I'm not a publicist anymore. I'm a marketer, yeah. Yeah. you know, and... Would you say that's accurate? Um, I say it's a little bit accurate. Um, one, I never wanted to, you know, my my audience or any new audience to think that hey, I'm not doing because publicists and marketing and pushing like I I do push music, mm-hmm. so I never wanted to say hey, I'm not a publicist, but I, I'm I'm not, you know. I so I slowly I had to learn that you know people were boxing me in and I was doing I'm doing so much more you know there's mm-hmm. there's a publicist there's somebody that you can you know that'll help you get to the media outlets and it is me somebody to help you get to media outlets somebody to help you get sponsorship somebody that's trying to put shows together mm-hmm. and I'm doing a whole lot more and um I just felt like I've always been different from a lot of the publicists in in the city and I like music and so mm-hmm. my goal wasn't PR like my goal isn't that like my goal is music and my community like right. it ain't got nothing to do with being a publicist like right. I don't do it because I want to put somebody in the newspaper like yeah it feel good it do feel good but I'm doing it because nine times out of ten what I'm pushing I want you to really hear it like I, I really feel some type of way to, about the DMV like I was in Cali at Universal playing them tone P shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I want people, I believe in my city and the music is so much and I believe in what I do so much and I love it. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's really what I wanted people to see it for. So um, I kind of, you know, that's where the whole, I had a little for a little stand. I had fuck your publicist. I remember that. You know that. what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was like, it's kind of like. I thought about that the other day <laughs> and I asked myself, whatever happened with that? Yeah, it, I, um, I and you know you gotta just brand it. You know it's, <laughs> it's just like I mean it's still there. It's still it's still fucking publicist, but um I have a a whole different um mission and I got different followers and I'm I, I try to move a little bit differently now, not to be as um <laughs> okay aggressive. Okay, I mean just be a a little more palatable. Palatable. Yeah, yeah. I mean? I mean it's 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 branding. I mean. Fuck your publicist isn't gonna go everywhere. Yeah, you know, you know it's fucking publicist. <laughs> <laughs> I I know because I know you. Yeah, you, you know, know me. So if you know me, you know it's fucking publicist. So yeah, it's it, it it was time for for a change. So you're working on well, now you're working on. You have made in the DMV now. Yeah, this yeah. is this is this is where we are. 2016. Talk about that. Talk about made in the DMVs purpose mission all of that oh man we're a think tank i like to say for the dmv um we're like a hood for anything we try to back up everybody and support everybody mm. kind of like the talented 10th i'm a real big fan of the talented 10th um w.e.b the boys and i'm a big fan of uh, booker t washington too okay. like both of their concepts so 
it's um it's kind of like you know i feel like it's putting both of their concepts together in mm-hmm. a modern age okay so whatever we like what i am i should give back you know like we're made you're made here you were born here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying your story is our culture it mm-hmm. is like <laughs> you're a part of our culture um and so we're here to inspire people um, and hoping that one of our stories will inspire people and, and help people live and, and to put people on pat- platforms. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. When you say we, who is we? Um, the whole DMV. Okay. I mean, it's like us. Okay. Me and you. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of like the person that just try to pushes everybody and work with everybody. Made in the DMV is just, it just, I mean, it's the, uh, it's it just took off like you mm-hmm. know um i ain't gonna say it took off but it it's a uh, i'm just the i'm just the what do you how do you say it i'm just the curator like i'm just the person that owns the business okay but my goal is to work with everybody what's and, some, uh, what's some of the things some of the projects that y'all have executed um well we did a conference we that's how we really kicked off um we did a big music conference, and then we came back, and we did Broccoli City. We hooked up with them and put our artists on stage mm-hmm. for Organic Choice. We done a couple of panels. We did Bounce Beat with Masego. We done New Year's Eve with Masego. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought out Roger Beats. We bought out, um, just recently, we bought out Rob Markman um, with DMV Track Stars. We done a lot of showcases and stuff. So Rob Markman of um, uh, Genius, right? From Genius, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ah, we do a lot. We've done a lot of community stuff. We did a youth conference at Berry Farms, mm-hmm. um, which to me was our best event, but everybody else says a lot of other stuff is our best. But when um, we touch the kids, that to me is most important. Okay. Um. So, I mean, we actually started off of a, um, a panel. It was supposed to be a panel, but it turned into a conference. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting a grant from Humanities Council, um, and it just went from there. And so I kind of, Melissa uh, from World Rap for Food, she was helping me. It was just me and her, you know, kind of just building. I was like, man, this is going to be big. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to do a panel. And then it just, she was like, yo, we got to do this. <laughs> and I was like, then I was just like this. And I was just like, oh, God. And um, it has, uh, ever since then, it has been um, a lot of lessons. I've learned a lot from being a DMV. Like, okay. it's, um, it has made me a better person. <laughs> so you've learned more lessons in, in, in through made in the DMV than you have in previous? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I have because um, I have to be an unselfish person. I have to put a, I had to put a lot of gripes aside, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because it's made in the DMV, so it's everybody. And my goal is to um, work with everybody, so there's no, there's no competition. Like there's no, can't nobody do like there's you know what I'm saying. I, we not competing against nobody. We trying to work and bring everything together. So in in order for me to get everybody united, I have to. I've had to put a lot of gripes aside. Now, some shit I ain't going for, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I done had to learn to work with certain people I necessarily wouldn't have worked with or have learned to open up about different things. I've mm-hmm. opened my mind up a lot more. Okay. I've I've learned more. As I've had to do research. You know, you can't, you got to be the brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't, yeah. you know, just be like, oh, you know, I was made in the DMV. Well, what is the DMV? You know, mm-hmm. what is D.C.? When people ask me, you know, we talk about facts and we talk about the city that, you know, certain things is going on. Like I want to be I want to be involved in the politics. Like like you said, I can't say fuck your publicist when you got certain people following me. You yeah. know, um, I, I don't do certain things <laughs> on as I used to, you know, um, I've whereas noticed. I've noticed. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, 
I used to like probably go off on somebody on Twitter and I kind of chill. Like if I got to say something, I'm going to say it, but I'm way more falling back because I can't mess up the checks. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. So that's one, but it may in the DMV has like, um, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot. Okay. So you're one of the, one of the few, if not the only people born and raised DC who embraces the DMV. Yeah. No, no questions, nothing. No questions. Why is that? Because a lot of people I know from the city, they're just like, man, I'm from DC. And I am a rapper for DC. I'm doing this for DC. I mean, respect to DMV, but I'm, you, you, you know, you know how it goes. Oh, um, I mean, I'm from DC. You know what I'm saying? But not can change that, but I, I'm a, I'm a business person. I'm a hustler and mm-hmm. I live in DC and everywhere I go, like, all right, I, I give it a prime example. I live on Alabama Avenue, mm-hmm. but right behind my house is Southern Avenue. Mm-hmm. So if I walk across the street, I'm in Maryland. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm in DC, then I'm, I'm I can smoke weed in DC. Right. But I can't smoke weed if I walk across the street. Right. Right. So I gotta fight for Maryland too because I'm hustling. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm moving across these lines and everything crosses over. Like what happens in Maryland drama, it comes to DC. Yeah. What happens in Virginia, it comes to DC. Like it, we're right on the border of each other. Mm-hmm. So for me. I can I can grasp it, and then like like I said, like I, I want to make money. Like I know that you know if if for real for real if if I had a product and I, I really pushed it and I just pushed it to the DMV, I could sell out. Mm-hmm. I don't need no other area. Yeah. Like this is such a great area for me, and it's such it's so much talent here. And I mean, I'm definitely for DC. Like I fight for like my thing is is and i feel everybody on each side mm. i just want like i claim dc like it's the authenticity to me you know what i'm saying like i'm never trying to have a maryland per- person represent dc yeah. or a dc person represent maryland now, i'm never for that like mm. it's made in the dmv but i want everybody to be proud of where they're from like if more rappers was proud of being from maryland it could be more stuff like we didn't, we, man, D.C., it, we love y'all for putting us on. Mm-hmm. We didn't legalize. We got programs. But in Maryland, they suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they trying to legalize and not one, not one, you know, you don't see too many people jumping behind that movement, but you see them jumping behind ours. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see too many things. It's it's just slow. Yeah. You know, it's, and it, I mean, I just, the DMV, like, I, I love the culture. Like, okay. I, I went to school in Elizabeth City, so. I got to know Norfolk and Richmond and 64, like, a whole lot better. And shit is popping. It's lit. I like the DMV. So for you, the DMV is D.C. and all of Maryland and Virginia? All of, all of, for for me, for me, personally, it's all of that. Like, and and it's Baltimore included. Like, I want to say that. Like, it is because, I mean, it, everything, everything trickles down. Mm -hmm. Everything, like, I mean, but... And with with all due respect, mm. I I do respect that Baltimore is a totally different land, and yeah. so is seven five seven, and and so is uh, uh Newport News, and it's different. You know what I'm saying? Eight oh four. It yeah. ain't. It's we not the same, but you know, musically and all of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we need each other. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know, it, okay. it works better together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So earlier I called you a creative consultant to the streets. Yeah. For as long as I've known you, you know, that's where you operated. You know what I mean? And you, you, you spoke the language. You were able to communicate whatever your ideas were. You were able to easily communicate 
these ideas to 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 artists and other people that you work with, mm-hmm. you know, from the different from the different hoods around town, what have you, mm-hmm. better than other people doing in the same line line of work as you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, no, having the experience that you've had, experiences that you had, why, and knowing that you could go elsewhere, you could mm-hmm. go, you can go elsewhere, work with other people, you know what I mean, whatever the case may be. Why did you decide to make the streets your base? Um, I don't think I made the streets my base. I think the streets made me their base, if anything, which is all due respect. Like, you know, I'm I'm humble. I I've uh, it's funny because I think I have a love for them, mm. but a lot of my artists aren't. You know, okay. I mean, Black wasn't. You right, know, right. um, I've worked with a lot of different artists, but I think we connect well because a part of my life is um. It, it has stuff to do with the streets, you yeah. know, um, just growing up in D.C. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't I, I grew up, I was adopted. You know, I grew up in um, group homes and I had been and had my little stint with the law. Like um, and then I'm, it's, it goes back to that talented 10 thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm able to break it down in them and I'm genuine. Like I don't I'm just going to tell them 100 because I know what they're going through. Yeah. Like it's a lot of artists out here that. That's why I got it for free with Sadi because I don't want anybody to have these high expectations of the music industry. Like, I'm going to come to them and I'm going to keep it 100 mm-hmm. where somebody else might see them as a dollar sign, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody else might just be like, man, you wow, you know. And I'm, I think that we can, I think with all artists mm-hmm. that, you know, I can relate to them. Like, somebody can come to me. I'm not going to pay them to consult with me over the phone or pay them to consult with me. I'm just going to give them advice. So I think we connect that way. Like, most of the quote-unquote street rappers that I talk to, we just, we have real conversations. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not in it for their money. Like, I've turned down people's money. So, it's, I think they respect that. And then I actually do my job. So, I, I give it to them real. Like, um, I have artists, they come to me with expectations of being a fader. And I tell them right quick, like, yo, you're not about to be in a fader. This is where like, we're going to start. Like, and this is what I need you to do. You know what it takes to, to get do. to You know what fader. it takes to get to, to the fader. And, um, I just think I've proven over in time, like I've I've done what I said. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, they don't do what they say. Like they say they can do it. And I think some people wholeheartedly feel like they can, but it's a different monster when you actually start working it, like working music and start pushing artists. Like, you know, um, and then, like I said, I think, I think I believe. So anybody I've ever messed with, I've probably already like, I, couldn't nobody tell me shit about Trill and Black Obey. You knew mm-hmm. that. Like I've, yeah. I still go hard for yeah, yeah, you. You <laughs> so, was behind them a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Can't nobody tell me nothing about my client. So yeah. I, I think that's you, why that, that that's something I could definitely say. You go hard for every and anybody you've ever worked with. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It, it's it's not a game. Like we we in this together. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you you fail, I fail. Mm-hmm. Like we can't fail. So um, I'm I'm thankful that the that the streets. You know I have connected with them. Um. And I probably haven't really seen it until, like, recently. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's cool. But you got to be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are these are real people. This is this is real. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, even just knowing, because you had stopped working with, with artists for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. even seeing you recently, you know. Well, I'm still not. Was, okay. All right. I, I'm doing projects. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> we, do, we do it based on what I love. I have well, to you, be inspired. You, you shot with some people out, and yeah. you weren't even doing that for a while. You yeah. know what I mean? And even just that, you know, shows you have a, you have a foresight that I think a lot of other people don't, mm-hmm. even the artists Thank themselves. You. And 
Yeah, you, that foresight is something that you have. I think that's important because, I mean, like the saying goes, you can always see something in other people that they don't see in themselves. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, recently I worked Flocks Project, but I was inspired to do that. Like it was, it was actually. I've been talking to, been trying to get with Flocks for a while. Mm. He dropped the Project Five Five. Actually, one of those songs was my song. I was supposed to drop, but then he just like the next. He sent it to me the night before. Then the next day he dropped it, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing, Flocks?" And big, then we did big the Flock show. being one of the the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the most popular rappers from from out Maryland at this at this time. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, since Man, we were talking about Maryland, you know, not yeah. really getting no shine. You know, yeah, he I, is. I looked him up because yeah. like I had heard of him, but um, you know, I I didn't I wasn't familiar with his music. Then I look, I did some research. I'm like, man, this this dude got got a, a bass. Yeah, like he, he really does, got he a does. bass, man. He really does. It's, it's really genuine. Um, and I think I'm, I'm thankful for that. Like. Trails shit was really genuine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it flock is the same way, but it I didn't just get with him because he was hot. I got with him because I liked his heart. Like okay. I when I when I got to see him and really be like, man, which is this is really like I'm like free flock because he wasn't on no nut shit. Now I don't know what he did before, mm-hmm. but <laughs> in this recent year, yeah. he's 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 a good kid. You okay. know, um, I just think you know this is the, what has happened recently with his um, with him being locked up. It's just um, it's just, it's a sign from God, man. It's just, it's a it's a something that God wants, and we just gotta step out the way because I don't really know, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it was it it was meant like those are projects, like it's passion projects, things I have to be inspired by. Mm-hmm. Like um, we were working on some shirts the other day, and um, our OGK, who's an excellent artist, um, runs Mink, and he was like, "Yo, what do you want the design to be?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "Yo, we need to think of something." I was like, "I don't know." It just got to be inspired. Like I don't. Just we just not gonna do a design today. You know what I'm saying? So okay. that's how it is. Okay. Well, for anybody who's considering a career within uh, the music industry, behind the scenes, doing marketing, public relations, whatever the case may be, creative direction, what are what are just a few pros and cons you can you can name when working with new independent unsigned artists? Um. Don't have your expectations up high. Um, oh, very important. Um, the money should not be a factor. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna come. Like that's gonna come. You mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, you should definitely do it for the love because there's gonna be times where, like, even if somebody pays you a stack, that stack won't run out. You mm-hmm. know, it's not gonna last. So you should definitely do something that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you when you do something that you love, it makes it a whole lot easier when the hard times come because mm-hmm. you love it. So it's just like, man, fuck it. Yeah. Like we down, it is what it is, but this shit is the best, and I've always been able to have that. Um, research, you know, it, it's nothing better than knowing your research and, and knowing your clients even before you get to them, um, and actually listening to the music so you know what you're pushing, um, and and, and seeing, you know, is, is this something that I'm going to do? That's for all brands, you know. Uh, we don't just do music like we. Working, we were talking about New Balance the other day and all the things that's going on with them, and we've worked with them before. But I had researched New Balance for like two years straight. Like I love this company. Like this company, I feel like I know it. So when, like I was telling you, when they when they back when it when they when it came out that they were back in Trump, mm-hmm. you know, it, it came out wrong. But as we were talking about it, you know, I was able to explain them like, yo, this company did not mean to say this. This is yeah. not this is not even in their pattern. Like it was just, you know, it was, it was just a, a a PR fail. It was it was definitely a hell of a bad PR fail. So I mean, research your brands, like research your company, know your market, um, and know that the music industry is um 
it's a marathon, not a race. Okay. Like you're gonna be here for a while. Um, relationships are very important. I mean, you know, over the time, like <laughs> you're gonna have to say fuck some people because yeah. I mean, it's just it just is what it is. But you try to keep your relationships good and and, and um, favor for a favor. Like I think that's the that's one of the things a lot of people don't don't really the barter system is a hell of a system like and it and it outbeat your money any day you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like sometimes because mm-hmm. you never know like you never know how many favors people got like I got mm-hmm. favors out people got favors for me I owe them so mm-hmm. it's that favor system can go a long way so. okay okay so being in some of these offices talking to a number of people work who who are in high positions mm-hmm. within the industry. This is a question this is a question that I've always wondered and I wanted to know what your perspective is. Do you think that the music industry at large doesn't give DMV rappers, say DMV rappers, a fair shake or is it the rappers themselves holding themselves back? Um I don't think the rappers put themselves in enough positions. Um, I think <laughs> a lot of our rappers are just, at, at, a lot of our musicians are just making music, and but they're not investing into actually putting it out there. Mm. Like, um, we just did a Spotify list, and I'm going down, I'm like, all right, yo, who can I add, you know? And I'm some of these artists that have been established here don't even have their music on Spotify. Like, we're in a streaming age now, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so how can Spotify put you on their list? Like, how can somebody put you somewhere and you don't have your stuff together? Right. Um, I think there, there's a lot of writers that are in these offices. There's a lot of label executives that are from the DMV. So they're waiting, but mm-hmm. they have to have something good. Yeah. They have to have good quality. And, yeah. it, and it's, it's happening. It's starting to pop off. You know, you see it now. Um, and then DC was really pushing Go-Go, and they, you know, Go-Go just wasn't really crossing over no matter how much not in the way that they not in the, in the way. way it was that it was being right. presented initially yeah and then it's a lot of people that have left here that don't know about the scene so i think is i think it's a little bit of both like i think it's people sitting in offices that could be coming out um and checking out the scene when they come home i think mm-hmm. they could be doing a whole lot more researches you know i think people in position you know they they got their circles and <laughs> They not opening up their ears, but I also think that the artists have a responsibility because everybody's not together, you know, and people don't have hits. They don't have the quality of music. Mm-hmm. Like, they may be hot, but initially, what are you talking about? You know, are you putting together a well-put-together project? Because you got to think about that. Like, all right, we just previewed um, Flock's song on Noisy mm-hmm. and Lawrence. Lawrence is a great writer, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, it's True Lurels true on, on Twitter. Um, and shout outs to him, but he wanted to hear Flock's whole project first. And mm. there's a reason for that. They're not gonna write about something where they feel like, you know, hey, this is garbage, you right. know. So Absolutely. um and it doesn't matter whether it was trap because trap music has a message too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's not about trap or, or backpack or whatever. It's just about the quality of the project. Yeah. So I mean he end up we end up doing a premiere there, but a lot of artists, you know, when we hear your project, like, what is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? So I think, and, and I think it's it's starting to happen, and and it's it's a lot of guys like all right, it might be a guy up there, and let's say he might be at Adidas, and he's from New York, but mm-hmm. he's got a guy in D.C. Mm-hmm. and he don't know about he just that's just his man, so yeah. he's like, man, you about to be the B.A. you know, you about to be the brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. He don't know this guy is you know, 
not well informed in the area. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, or, or they just guessing. They taking his man's word. So mm. if the guy that he picked in D.C. only messed with seven artists, well, those are only seven artists that are going to get told about to Adidas. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that it, uh, to answer your question, maybe, you know, it's both sides. It's both sides. It's both sides, man. Okay. It's both sides. Okay. But there are people fighting for us. Like, there's people at Spotify, like Tuma and Germs, who run. Like, Tuma runs that shit, and Germs runs that shit. Shout out to them. Like, they want to see it. Like, yeah. there's people like Genius. Like, I've brought Rob down here twice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, a lot of people don't have Genius accounts. Like, how yeah. can we get you verified right. if you don't have a Genius account? Like, start somewhere, bro. Like, people <laughs> want to know the lyrics to your songs just as much as they want to know the lyrics to the major artist song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like put your I, I think, you know, we're we were working on a, a list for this year. And I'm like, yo, we're no longer we're cutting out the whole major and indie artists and separate now, nah, we're not separating nobody no more. It mm. is what it is. It's all the same playing field. Mm. I don't care. Yeah, you might have sold more records, but that's due to marketing and money and image. We're talking about just good music and just wholesome shit. So you got to step your game up. You got to get on Genius. You got to get on title. A lot of these artists, like, they on Spinrilla. Man, we can't. No, any, no industry Man, person. DMV runs Spinrilla. <laughs> and they the only person that's on Spinrilla. It blows you because you're like, I mean, you know, the first time we, you know, um, Flops Project wasn't on uh Apple or title or anything at first, mm. and you know it, we had people hitting us like, "Yo, Flash Project isn't on Apple," and I'm like, "No, it's on Spin Rather." They like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was just due to like a hiccup. Like we had a, it was a lot getting the table. Just, just every, just a lot of nut shit. But I mean, it, it finally, it finally went up there. Yeah. But um, it's it's a big difference, and I mean we've. We did everything. I I, th- I feel like we did everything right with that project. But like I told them, like he streamed. Um, he's almost at a half a million on okay. on Spinrella. Good. And um, which is which is good. We we have numbers and numbers. We're gonna show them numbers regardless. Right. But imagine if those numbers had been on SoundCloud right. or Spotify. Right. We're talking about a different conversation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, and and they know that too. So I mean, but it's it's still it still works out. Like, okay. You know, I mean, we still we still did good, but. For all the artists that love Spinrella, like, why? Why are you giving them all of that? Why don't you, like, pocket money? It's <laughs> stupid, but all right. I mean, that's what you're here for, you know, to to, to, to educate the, the people. Let them know, like, you know, that, that consultant part, you know. But, you, you know, it's this, it's a part of where they don't want to let go. It's like the real D.C. They don't want to let go oh. and go to the new D.C., you know, they don't want to let go of Spinrella. That, Spinrella that, is like, I got to go because my fans. Are, and I'm like, son, y'all made Spinrella hot. Do you not remember when y'all made live mixtapes hot and yeah. that piff hot? Yeah. If y'all if y'all say, hey, let's go to SoundCloud and everybody go to SoundCloud, everybody's going to go to SoundCloud because y'all have the power. I don't. Right. They don't realize their power. The DMV <laughs> will eat crumbs while everybody else eat bread. And that, I'm tired that, of that, that, that shit. That shit's whole, out the window. That's a whole other conversation for another day. Yeah, because, for sure. You know, I I could talk about that all day. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but just got a couple more questions for you. Um, fighting for what's right in the snake pit. You are, if you aren't the only one leading <laughs> the torch for that fight, you are one of the 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 main players, one of the main fighters in that battle. You know what I mean? Both locally and outside of this area you know what i mean like what what just keeps you going what keeps you going in that fight no one just because i 
you and I, we talk. Yeah, I've seen yeah. your ups and downs. I've 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 known the people that yeah. that you that you've had to just end business yeah. relationships with, and just you know they 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 did bad business. You had to yeah. cut it out. You know what I mean? What what keeps you going? What keeps you fighting in this snake pit? I mean, I want it. Like I'm I'm I've been I probably been blinded tunnel vision since I was a little kid. Like sometimes I feel retarded. Like, I feel like I got an issue, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I can see it. Like, I can see certain shit. Like, I can go outside. Like, I see, like, colors or something. Like, it's weird to explain. Like, and I don't really think nobody, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's ups and downs. Like, it's just, I got to keep going. You mm-hmm. know, it's, uh, I'm, and then I always think, you know, our shit is fucked up. But somebody else's life is a whole lot more fucked up than mine. So, mm-hmm. I really got to stop making up excuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's uh, that's my brain when I'm, I'm feeling down. When I, I have my days, like, yeah, I definitely have my days. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't. But, I mean, I want it. I want I, I want this to happen. Like, I want to li- leave a legacy, you know, mm-hmm. a legendary. I want to be, like, worldwide. Like, you know, I want to I wanna change the world. You yeah. know, I, it sounds stupid. It sounds crazy. But. No, nah, I don't sound stupid you know, at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to die trying to change the world. Yeah, so it's just. That's just what hey, it is. As long it's as people remember you for trying. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's all. That's all that matters. So it that's that's really what keeps me, you know, in the snake pit. You know? Okay, okay. So last question. Um, DC DMV rap in a Trump presidency. Do you foresee that fueling some uh, some crazy creativity? You think people are gonna get discouraged? Like, oh man, we about to get put back on the plantation. Fuck it, why even bother? I'm gonna go get me a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I just think I want to know what people think. How this could, how this could affect things, either positively or negatively, especially with us being right here. Like the White House is down the street. Yeah, his hotel is like right down the street. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Well, you know, DC is fuck. <laughs> Shout out to One Love Master. We don't give a fuck. We don't give two shits. I think, <laughs> now, I really think that, um, one, as a city, as far as DC and the DMV, we're going to make more money. I think this is going to be, uh, I think it's either, and it's already been like that for DC, either you getting on this in the money train or, or you getting left behind. I think this is going to be a good time for us for small businesses, local businesses, because people are going to start supporting that. We're not going to support Trump. We're not going to his hotels. Mm-hmm. We might go to Airbnb. We're going to go to our own studios. We're going to build. Mm-hmm. Um, D.C., we're not rocking like that. We not. We for gay rights. We for black people and white people loving each other. Like, I mean, we got our own. We, we do got our differences because of gentrification and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> we going to be high, you yeah. know? So... I don't really think I think it I, I I'm not gonna um I, I I'm already aware that DC already has had racism racism like I mean it's it's here. We had to get the capital. Mm-hmm. Like they live here. Yeah. Like they're not going anywhere, but they they never rocking like that. They never coming out, you mm-hmm. know, and doing no wild stuff, you know. I mean, I think that as far as like music, I think ops are just going to be you know, I mean, it's, I think it's, I, just, I think it's, the Reagan era. <laughs> <laughs> I just really see the hey, money. A lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of great go go music came out. A lot of yeah, Reagan, I think Reagan I think a lot of a lot of great music will come out. Um, I think for our communities though, mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's gonna affect our communities more. 
because for the people that aren't ready, that aren't focused, it's going to swipe them by the side. For yeah. the for the for the artists that don't have the business of government, mm-hmm. you know, for the for the guys that are still you know incriminating themselves, man, um, <laughs> it's going to fuck them up. You know, it's for the for the for the women that's not trying to protect themselves, it's going to fuck you up. You right. about to keep all them babies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, just just keeping it real. Like, I I think it's going if you're not ready. You're going to be fucked up. But I think as a community, I think hopefully we will stick together. Okay. Um, some people will. And I think those people are going to help as far as the DMV. I think it's going to help continue to push the culture forward. Okay. Well, that, that sounds good to me. Um, Where can people find you? Um, MadeInTheDMV.com or at MadeInTheDMV. We made in the DMV right here. Made. We're not made in D.C., none of that. Made in the DMV. Okay. People hit me up and they're like, yo, did you do this concert? No. <laughs> then do that. <laughs> like you know, you know when we do something. But yeah. shout outs to everybody that's made in. I think it's um, it's a, it's yeah, it's incredible thing. Just instilling some some you know some regional local pride. You know that's important. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you know what I'm saying. Push the culture for your story, our culture. You can find us. Look us up. Sign up to Santa Claus too. We pushing that. Just shout out more better. Okay. Make sure you donate. Tilt. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Nah, that's it. Okay. I got mixtape dropping next month. It's like, nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you rapping now? <laughs> yeah, you know, all fly kids sponsoring the joint. You know, I got Geronimo dropping a on my sixteen. All right, so that's a wrap. It's <laughs> a wrap. Here we <laughs> that's go. That's a wrap. Appreciate y'all <laughs> listening. Catch us every Tuesday right back here. All the side kids show. Track.